What up, everybody? Welcome to Buckeye BS. We are here for a special interview edition with our guy from the South Florida Express, Coach Dirt. How you doing? What's good, man? Thanks for having me. No, I appreciate you joining us. Uh, for those of you guys that don't know out there, the South Florida Express is one of the best seven-on-seven programs in the country. You may have heard that name or seen Coach Hartline in the SFE hoodies. Some notable Buckeye alums from the South Florida Express, Brandon Ennis, Carnell Tate, Cedric Hawkins, and hopefully more Buckeyes in the future coming from that uh, illustrious program. Um, but I appreciate you joining us here today, Coach Dirt. I wanted to uh, start off a little bit with your football background as a player before you even got into coaching. Tell me about a little bit about where you played at and uh, how your career went. Uh, well, shit, well, you know, first thing first, man, thanks for having me. Um, I could say a little just a bit more about me. Uh, graduated, I had graduated from Miramar, but I also went to Miami Central as well. Uh, class of 2013, I wasn't really like highly recruited coming out of high school. Uh, so I had to go the JUCO route. I went to ASA College. Um, I went to ASA College for like half a, for like, what, like almost like a half a semester, almost like a year, or like a year and a half. Went to ASA College. Uh, after ASA College, I had walked on at UCF and then became um, what a scholar athlete, and I finished off at UCF. That's dope. Uh, what'd you major in there, and what position did you play? Uh, DB, and I majored in criminal justice. Nice, nice. Um, so then did you know, did you know all during your playing days that coaching was something that you wanted to do after, after your career wrapped up? Or is that something that happened, uh, after your career finished? Nah, I ain't never wanted to get into coaching. I never even thought about coaching like at all. Um, one of my good, one of my good friends, uh, Drico Johnson, he's up in Orlando right now. He play also, uh, UCF alum, former Knight. Um, he was like a senior freshman type of relationship with like him and I. Uh, I was always around him. So right now he's um right now he's uh coaching um and training like you know like the top Central Florida athletes up there in Orlando, uh, Florida. So he normally has mostly like all the DVs and stuff of that uh, nature. So he really got me into coaching. And um, another good friend of mine, uh, childhood friend DJ Killers. Another guy, you know, he played at UCF with me. I've known him since, like, the fourth grade, though. We went to the same elementary. So, you know, just talking with him and everything of that nature, you know, right now, you know, he started doing, like, diversity uh, fellowship programs right now. I think he was with the New York Jets um, and okay. Oakland Raiders, also the Oakland Raiders. He actually won a Super Bowl with the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. Yeah, so, you know, um, he was getting me in, like, just listening to those guys and just how they talk culture. Oh, and I just like, all right, let me see how it goes. And then I, I had got in contact with uh, Travis Fisher, one of my college coaches. Uh, my, one of my college coaches is talking to him about coaching and stuff like that. And he was he was like, man, yeah, it's a crime. But if you love it, you ain't even going to care about the money no more. But it's true. Once you know, it's fun when you're doing something that you love. Like, you know, it ain't nothing like waking up in the morning doing something that you love. You know, you helping kids. You know, he's giving kids scholarship, changing kids' situations, you know, and stuff like that. And I just felt like, you know, that's cool and that's real dope that, you know, that you can actually reach a lot of individual kids. You can actually reach a lot of individuals and, you know, just help them 
be a better version of themselves, not just better football players, but better young men. And I felt like that's just what it's all about. Yeah, it's definitely easier to get out for work when there's meaning in the work that you're doing and you know that you're making an impact and a change and being able to help these kids who are the future and be able to mold them and lead them in the right direction. That has to be, you know, a blessing to be able to do. Yeah, that's that's a big blessing. So with those mentorships, how did that how did that turn into an opportunity with SFE? Because as we were talking a little bit earlier during the pre-production and you said SFE is where you got your start. How did that happen? Well, uh, uh, back in my high school days, I, I was part of SFE. So, you know, okay. SFE been around for like 15 plus years. Oh, wow. Yeah. So um, so when I was in high school, I, I played for SFE uh, coming up. Well, you know, we had like top athletes, like such as like, you know, like Sojourn Shelton. He was, I think he was a cornerback at Wisconsin, but like um, Rashad Robinson, like we had guys. So, you know, we was all on that team uh, playing for Coach Brett. Uh, yeah, so uh, I just came back home once UCL when I was done. I just wanted to see, like, you know, like I, I knew what my goal was. My goal was to be, if not, like, you know, in the college world, you know, like just to grow, um, be a better version and become like, a, you know, like a college. Like I wanted to be like one of like the best college recruiters and coach at the same time with it. So I figured what better way not to start that off where – Starting at you know a travel team like South Florida Express, um, where they help where they help people, um, where you know it's not just seven on seven, you know we actually they actually you know Brett will actually like you know if he sees that you know you're ready and you're serious and everything like you know he'll do everything in his power and like you know just help you whatever your wishes is with him like he'll make it like come true like I know before me like one of my childhood friends, um, God Lemonaire. He was actually coaching with SFE as well. Now he's a um, grad assistant at Florida State, um, assistant wide receiver coach at Florida State. So, uh, you know, it's pretty much, you know, it's just helping growth within the program, within the brand, with SFE. Uh, so I just figured, okay, so if I know that I wanted to be that, what better way not? What better way is that to not as to show that, you know, I could reach kids not just locally but nationally? Yeah, and I mean, what better place to start than SFE? I mean, in your first year with them, you guys won nationals at OT7. Talk a little bit about that experience because, I mean, for any coaches out there or staffs listening, if you need a winner, get Coach Dirt on your staff because not only winning nationals at OT7 in his first year with SFE, he won a state championship with Miami Central in his first year uh, in high school ball. So, I mean, back-to-back championships coming off a championship in uh, – seven on seven and then your first year in high school ball you're with miami central and they win their fourth straight state championship and then they beat fellow buckeye brandon Innes in that game so can you tell me a little bit about what both of those championship runs were like and what a whirlwind that had to have been as a first time coach going through two championship runs in a calendar year <laughs> yeah that was crazy uh so um, the first national run at OT7 in uh, Las Vegas, I think it was Las Vegas last year. Uh, Las Vegas last year, I wasn't, I wasn't, um, I wasn't with them. Um, I wasn't with, I wasn't with them on the trip um, with them, but you know, I still like watched it and still like, you know, just got like the feedback and everything of that nature of the world. So, um, man, for that, just to you know, that was the first annual OT7 national um, tournament. It was good because you know. 
it was good. It was a great feeling to become, you know, like the first champions and you feel me? Not just to dwell on it, but you know, shout out to Low Pro, the winners of this um uh OT seven championship. But I felt like that last year, that last year OT seven, that team was special. At what point in the season last year did you guys know that you had something special with that team? Man, I th- I think it was it was uh, Pylon Chicago when I first seen them boys because that was um that's when I knew like oh yeah these boys serious for real, for real. um like Pylon Chicago that that's when like we turned it up I mean we turned it up before then because we had Pylon Orlando like. I seen how it was, like I seen how everybody mindset was, Carnell Tates, the Lamar Seymours, the Brandon Ennis, like the Nathaniel Josephs. Um, like I seen how everybody mindset was in Parlon Orlando, like cause you know, we took a real loss at a Battle Miami. So when we lost the Battle Miami, we um like everybody was like, Oh, okay, like next tournament. Like it's all wait, we lost, we lost, okay, next tournament. Pylon Orlando, everybody had their game faces on. Nobody wanted to lose. Everybody was serious. Everybody, we took everything, paid attention to detail. We 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 took just we just took everything serious. Yeah. So, um, yeah, man, that's when we just put it on everybody. We didn't care who it was, Defcon or uh, Miami Immortals, like we or whoever we played. Pylon Orlando to a certified dogs. 24k we didn't we didn't care we, we came to play and we was gonna put belt ass on everybody yeah that team that team was special i feel like that's gonna be you see some of those pictures of like uh devin booker at the u.s national camps back when he was a kid and you look at the whole picture and it's just littered with nba players and i feel like when you look back at that ot7 national teams for the first that first SFE OT7 national team, you're going to see tons of NFL guys. I mean, you have studs like, you know, your your five-star established names like Carnell and Brandon. I mean, I think Ray Ray is going to do big things at Miami. I think Lamar is going to do big things at uh, Pitt. I mean, that team was loaded. And I, I feel like that's going to be a team that people look back on one day and say, I can't believe they had all of those kids on one roster. Oh, man, we had a lot of, we had a lot of talent. It was a lot of talent. Jeremiah Smith, Lil Mally, um, Malachi Tony. I call him Malichi. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, we had a lot, man. Hakeem Williams. It was a lot of guys. So then, I mean, I kind of want to ask some similar questions when it comes to the run with Miami Central. I mean, you're coming off, they're coming off three uh, state championships. You join that staff. I mean, obviously, the expectations have to be through the roof with a program with that much storied success and a program that you're familiar with and played for. So yeah. at what point in that season did you think, oh, we're going to do this again? And did you guys know that you had something special? Oh, um, I knew we had something special, like, when we was doing, like, 707. So, like, right after the OT7 Nationals, like, you know, I got, I got right into it. Um, I met one of my, uh, one of my good friends, uh, Tommy Schuler. Uh, you know, just letting them know, like, yo, like, you know, I'm, I'm real interested in coaching. Uh, you know, I feel like I, I show great, you know, just assets to, like, you know, just the brand Miami Central, and I felt like that I could have been, you know, a great fit for the job. So, you know, Tommy Shuler, he's the wide receiver coach right now in Miami Central, so he he kind of, like, you know, um, matched that, set the meeting up with me and Coach Jude, like, pretty much just job interview. He set it up for me, and, you know, he vouched, and 
that should we been here today. I knew them boys was special because one of my first, my first um like meeting them, like uh the coaching staff, just how everything, how everything transpired, how everything go, just learning the system, learning the protocols, learning how everybody pay attention to detail because you know that's what's important. Uh, I just seeing how like it's a system that's just being ran. And I'm like, oh, okay, they run this thing like a D1 Power Five. Like they they run it like it's like it's a SEC. Um, so I remember when we had a seven on seven tournament when we played, uh we actually played a lot of teams. It was Cam Harris, former uh, Miami Hurricane running back. Um he, he had like a little seven on seven tournament, um, just in the neighborhood with all the local teams, like local high schools, and we and we had messed around and played Shamanite. In the seven on seven, I think it's on YouTube. We played Shamanah in the seven on seven, and um, yeah, it was a battle. And I just seen them kids grit and everything, and I was like, oh yeah, yeah, this team is special. Like yeah, <laughs> special. So, and when we played and then when we played IMG, just coming out on that, beating them, I'm like, oh yeah. It has to be tough seeing some of your former players at SFE and you have to stand on the opposite side of the sidelines because you're used to having them with you on your team. What's that yeah. like matching up with SFE alums and you when you hit the uh, Florida circuit and you have to see guys like Brandon and Carnell out there? Yeah. No, I told them boys, I said, man, you know, it's all love. Like, you know, we SFE and that thing, but once come game time, but <laughs> when dads come on, it's different. Oh, goody. Oh, he dropped that pass, goody. Man, Carnell Tate dropped like three touchdowns. Uh, that man dropped three uh, touchdowns, wide open. I was like, whoo. I said, yeah, boy. Yeah, man, I don't know the football guards wasn't with Tate that night when we played them. But, hey, I'm glad they won with them. They was with us. <laughs> yeah, we know the, the, they'll be with Carnell here in Columbus because yeah. I, know, I know that boy has been ter- tearing it up in spring practice right yeah, now. I, I mean, every, I every I article is about Carnell, so – I'm glad to hear that he's doing good in Columbus, and I'm excited to see what he's able to do for the Buckeyes this upcoming season. So, I mean, you bring up Cornell, um, and we talked about uh, some of these great teams that you've been a part of. So I want to ask you about some of the the best that you've seen uh, between these two teams and in your time with uh, OT7, or not OT7, but 7-on-7. So Mm -hmm. in your time coaching – what is one of the best matchups you've seen wide receiver corner or, or your top three battles that you've gotten to see in person just on this seven-on-seven circuit and uh, playing at one of the highest levels in Florida high school football? Okay, so I'll say um, one of the best like um, matchups that I've seen seven-on-seven got to be this season. Um, this season with J.J. with J.J. and Ellis Robinson. Yeah, them boys was getting after it. You know, that that's that's even though it's seven on seven, but them boys was out there playing like like they was in like helmets and shoulder pads, like them boys was getting after it. Are they talkers or do they just go to business and line it up but, every every snap? Nah, them boys talkers. Them boys talkers. <laughs> like them boys talkers. Um they was getting after it. It was it was real chippy out there, even though for a seven on seven game. Like I said, them boys thought they had on like helmets and shoulder. Like I'm glad like like that, we ain't throwing like no quick, like no little quick little fire hitch to JJ because he probably would have tried to square him up, get him a shoulder or something. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, don't like that's how I was getting out there. I'm like, oh man, 
Yeah, some people don't realize, like, I mean, the the emotions are high in seven on seven and they don't have pads on, but man, when that when those games get late, those games start to get chippy because at the end of the day, these are ballers. They're used to having pads on. So that instinct kicks in when the adrenaline gets going in those games. Uh-oh. Those games get chippy. Yeah. No, so an- go ahead. Real- that thing got real chippy. Uh, I'll say that. Another um another matchup. I'ma say uh I think uh um last last season when we played Miami Immortals, yeah, it was just it was just real it was real personal um with Immortals, just with everybody with Desmond Ricks and Brandon Ennis. Um, you know, that you know, them boys was getting after it too. Them boys were saying a lot of words, they were saying a lot of stuff to each other. Uh, uh, Damon Fagan, when he picked off Jaden Rashada, like when <laughs> the game, like he he talking crazy to whoever, like Fagan, my boy Fag, man, he talking crazy to whoever, man. It was a lot of matchups, like it was, it was a lot. Yeah, the guys that do the show with me, they know mm-hmm. I'm a big Damon Fagan fan. I, I I would watch those games and see the energy that he would bring, and I yeah. could tell that he was a talker. I, I'm disappointed that he's not a Buckeye, but I know that kid's going to do God, great joke, things God, at NC God, State. God, with that one. We fumbled that one. But yeah, yeah, people people that aren't familiar with that seven on seven circuit, man, the best seven on seven tor- tournaments are when all of the Florida teams have to get together in one place. If it's Orlando, any local tournaments, I don't like OT seven nationals is cool and everything. The regionals are dope, but anytime that there's a seven on seven in Florida and everybody pulls up. Those are the chippiest when you have Immortals there, when you have Raw there, when you have SFE there. I mean, those are all uh, premier programs, and, I mean, they go at it. They go at it because the title, I mean, I mean low, shout out to Low Pro. They did their thing this year. I mean, they performed. There's great teams all over the country, but that seven-on-seven seven shit is different in Florida. It's different down there. <laughs> um, so I wanted to transition to best hands. And two, yeah, and I mean, you can include Central guys, too. I mean, I know Lamar's a crossover, but I know you guys had your fair share of great receivers at Central. So if there's someone at Central that's not an SFE alum that might take that crown, go ahead and throw them into any of these categories, uh, too. Hands. Ooh, I think nah, I think, I think my boy Force. I mean, uh, I think my boy Lamar had the best hand. We call him Force. Okay. I, yeah, I think I think last season, um, nobody hands was uh, – that man made a crazy play in LA, seven on seven. Colin threw him the ball. Colin Hurst. Mm-hmm. That boy caught that thing like, like, like it was crazy. Like he jumped over Buddy and caught the thing. Like, like, yeah, like he pawned it. Easy. Yeah, I, I, I ended up discovering Lamar one time because I was. I mean, I'm new. This is the seven-on-seven scene. I'm hearing about SFE, Brandon Ennis, Carnell Tate. They may be Buckeye leans. I turn on the broadcast and all destroys talking, destroying is talking about is Lamar Seymour and how this kid don't drop anything. He don't can't drop. be stopped. So I'm like, I'm coming here to see Buckeye recruits and Lamar Seymour is catching everything. And like, so, I mean, for those who don't know, I'm from Pittsburgh. So Lamar's up here in Pittsburgh. So I'm sure I'll get to see a couple of his games. So mm-hmm. for uh, to have an SFE alum here locally is uh, is awesome to see. So that's, awesome. that's funny that that's who you have for 
best hands. How about fastest? Who's the fastest guy we've seen? Oh, Ray Ray. Ray Ray? <laughs> that ain't even close. Yeah. Everybody don't even try to race. Now, will everybody? It it is that much of a he's that much faster than everyone that everybody will concede it to Ray Ray. They wouldn't even try to lie. Everybody's giving it to Ray Ray. Yeah, bro. Ray 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 quicker than the mongoose, bro. (laughs) (laughs) And then this is probably my favorite question: Who's the best trash talker in SFE history in the two years that you've been there? I know y'all all talk. <laughs> Trash talker. Uh, I say that, but uh, oh man, said Hawkins. Said Hawkins. Yeah, I say. I so. like to hear that. I like to hear that. Bring that energy to the Buckeyes. I, I want to hear my safety talking that shit. Yeah, I say that. <laughs> That boy said. <laughs> he said. <laughs> that, boy, that boy a bug, man. So so we talked about the two big championship runs. We get to uh, your second year with SFE. Uh, you guys suffered one of the bigger upsets in seven-on-seven history. I mean, it made waves on the timeline. It was all over YouTube. The, the loss to 17-seat SMSB. At the regional, at the Phoenix regional, I believe. Can you just take me through yeah. that loss and what happened there? Because I mean, after co- following a national championship season in high school, you had an OT seven national the previous year. O- uh, SFE struggled a little bit this year by their standards. So, can you tell me a b- little bit about the struggles this year and what what do you think happened there? I don't know. I just felt like I just felt like you know we just wasn't on page. I felt like I wasn't on page with a lot of things. Um just, you know, just as a unit, as a whole coaching staff, as a whole just team, like we didn't really mesh well, you know, just not not trying to set no excuses. Not trying to like, you know, blame it on no kids or no nothing like that. Cause it's me personally, I never blame a kid for nothing. I leave everything just on coaching. You know, so, what, like, can you talk about the difficulties of competing on a national uh, on a national stage and a national schedule with a national roster? These not all of these kids are on the South Florida Express or from South Florida. I don't. In the graphic, we have Bryce yeah. West in a South Florida Express shirt. So these kids are coming from all over the country to come play together. Talk about the challenges of bringing a team together like that to play after these not really being able to practice together. So I say the challenges was the main challenge was the preparation. I say that because you know with preparation that creates separation. So you know if we can't prepare how we're gonna distinguish ourselves from the rest. You know, so yeah. like that's why low pro so freaking good, bro. They, yeah, I mean people people are shocked to see a team out there with a five three corner. You know, going up against five stars. You know what I mean? Jeremiah six four. You would think they would be five three. Every bit of five three. And yeah. Five, like, you know, like, but not just him, just everybody. Like you know, so like, man, yeah. I just say like our preparation. I felt like we lacked the preparation, and with us lacking preparation, we wasn't able to separate ourselves from the rest. You know, with it, as much talent as there is in South Florida, do you think? I mean, you take the the old school Miami approach, put a gate up around 
the city, you're going to still have one of the best teams in the country. Do you think a more local approach would benefit South Florida? I mean, if you guys were be able to have that continuity and a less national roster? I think so. Um, you know, I felt like, you know, like, because I feel like South Florida football is the best football. So I'm always on my home team. I also feel that way. I also feel like not having, you know, just like I say, like, you know, like the South Florida kids and also having more, there's more teams now, you know. So, like, back in my day, you know, SFE would have be like, it's just SFE. And well, who else? Like, Florida Fires, and that's it, you know. Then when Florida Fires would actually, like, relevant, like Calvin Ridley, Devontae Phillips, like, Riley Ridley, like, they had guys, like, mm -hmm. dogs, like, Lamar Jackson, all them boys playing for Florida Fires. So, um, not having, not having, like, yeah, right. So now is you got Defcons now, you got Raw Immortals, Blast, man. It's like, bro, it's bro, it's like eight South Florida teams right now, and uh, like it's like eight seven on seven teams right now, um, in a seven on seven circuit in today's world. So you know, it's not like it's gonna, it's, gonna, it's not, it ain't gonna be easy, you know, um. Like this, uh, this go run we had, we had uh, we had about what I think felt like this was our last loyal bunch. This was our last loyal bunch of the group, with uh, like the loyal with the loyal kid. But you know, it ain't gonna be easy getting kids. You know, just from just from South Florida, and uh, you know, just that what nature. So, cause we gonna be competing with the Raws, the Defcons, the Immortals. We gonna be competing with a lot of people now for a lot of these top tier kids. So. I mean, it's gonna be challenging. I mean, you know, can it be done? Yes. Um, is it possible? Absolutely. And you know, I believe in uh, Brett. I believe in Wimbro. I believe in Ricky, Sean, Rob, Martin, everybody that we know we could get the job done uh, for next uh, go season or whoever and whoever is with us um, for the next uh, go round when it's time to uh, lace it up for seven on seven. Yeah, shout out to all those guys you mentioned, Brett and Ricky, the founders of uh, SFE, Jay, our guy from Spaces, uh, the social media director. He does a great job on their Instagram, so make sure you tap in with that SFE Instagram. Before we get out of here, I want to ask you a couple more questions. Best player you saw at OT7, not named Jeremiah Smith. At OT7? Yeah, at Nationals. Who was the best player that you saw not named Jeremiah Smith? Uh, okay. The best player I saw at OT7 not named Jeremiah Smith. Man. I get credit when it's due, bro. That boy, that boy Julian Sand made some throws, bro. Yeah, I had to get on the I had to get on the timeline and make a couple of apologies. I've had my fair share of jokes about Dylan Rayola, and I never want to admit that Alabama is doing great things, but Julian Sane is looking like a Hemothy out there. He went he went to Elite 11 and performed. He took the MVP the last two days and the overall MVP. Then he hops on a plane from Vegas and heads out to um, – he heads out to OT7, and um, he heads out to OT – OT7 and wins national championships. So the, the guy Julian saying is out here doing tremendous things and uh, shout out to him and what he was able to do. And I mean, that, I mean, that just speaks to the, what you were saying about the talent uh, 
acquisition down there in South Florida with Raw having a quarterback like Julian this year to lead them to uh, almost a, a national championship this year. Yeah. Nah, man. Yeah, that boy made some. That boy made some tough throws, man. That boy made some, some real good throws, you know. And I gave, and I ain't gonna lie to you, I gave him a lot of shit too, cause I remember like Battle Miami, like you know, I don't think Battle Miami was like one of the strong tournaments. And I'm like, man, this, I'm like, this what they say going down? This, yeah, cutting grass. I used to always say that, you know, he throw the ball into the ground and <laughs> it's short. On the pass, I'm like, oh, see, there you go out there. He's cutting grass again. Man, that boy, that boy dialing it up. But that boy made one hell of a throw to uh, one of my guys. Um, he's also at Miami Central. And Juan Coleman, he made a nice little corner. He made a nice little corner ball over Jay Mitch, uh, Jason Mitchell. Six-foot corner. Nice on the on the right hash. He was on the right hash. They on the left side of the field. And he – and it was a corner to the back of the pylon. It was money. If um, you want to see that throw, you can check it out on my timeline because I tweeted it out. <laughs> that uh, throw was ridiculous. So uh, okay. before we get out, before we get out of here, I want to thank you again for taking the time to join us on Buckeye BS today and share this. You know, the Buckeye Nation, they're they're SFE fans by association. We appreciate all the guys you set up send up here and all the things that you do for those kids down there in South mm -hmm. Florida and nationally. Uh, you guys are doing great, great things. Before we get out of here, I want you to give us one name that you think Buckeye fans and the college football nation you think isn't on the radar, but you think is about to blow up a kid that we need to be on the, on the watch for. That's easy. Luann McCoy. <laughs> and if you watch the seven-on-seven seven scene, you know we, who that is. He we, had one of the greatest catches I have ever seen. It was in it, they had it was in a losing effort, and instead of celebrating the team that won, they played that catch over and over and over again. Now, I mean, this kid can go up there and snag any ball that you put up in the air, and uh, I'm. I'm not. Where's he committed right now? I believe he's he's uh, committed he's somewhere. A, he committed to Florida State right now. He's committed to Florida State, but Florida but, State better but, have them bags ready because I know I know there's going to be schools going to be calling after he yeah. uh, after he has his full year in pads this year because that is that that kid is incredible. What he did in seven on seven this year, mm -hmm. I know it's going to translate over into the regular season, and I think he's going to see a crazy rating bump. So I th that is a, a great choice there. The insight, you know, Ohio State is his dream school. So we'll see. You hear that, Pantone? Lewayne yeah, McCoy yeah. wants to come be a yeah, Buckeye. So <laughs> tap in. <laughs> and we play, we play Chaminade. So I know, I know Heartline and Ryan Day gonna come down to South Florida to watch that. So yeah, we're gonna see. Well, I want to thank you again, and again, shout out to all the people around the South Florida Express program. Brett, Ricky, Jay, I mean, Brian Hartline, of course. He's quite familiar with the South Florida Express. Coach Key, hey, all, those guys, all those guys doing a great job. Obviously, our guy, Coach Dirt, here showing up for the interview. But if the, if people want to find you and get in touch with you, Coach, Coach Dirt, where can they find you at? Uh, just go on my Twitter, Coach Dirt. Hey. Uh, you know, I'm on Twitter. I ain't hard to find. I'm like Dion. 
<laughs> Coach Dirt is not hard to find. So if you want to find him, tap in with Coach Dirt on Twitter at Coach Dirt. I appreciate you guys tuning in for a special edition of Buckeye BS here with Coach Dirt from the South Florida Express. Thank you guys again. And catch us every Sunday for Buckeye BS at 10 Eastern. Thanks again. So, man.